Welcome back to class. This is Ethan from the Mobility Podcast, and we have Ricky, your best professor in the room, lab, wherever we are. Uncool. (laughs) So how are you doing today, Ethan? I am crushing it. Uh, I've been watching a butt ton of anime. I walked in on you playing Apex Legends. Don't you lie to me right now. And playing Apex Legends. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm doing all right, man. I've been been, uh, cooking up stuff for uh for weepology in 2020 and it's gonna be pretty hype um but uh today we have a very very special set of guests and uh we would like to introduce y'all to max paul and eddie of anime compost how are you guys doing today really hectic day for me even though i didn't have work it was really <laughs> i feel like on Eden street i i got to paul's house and he made dinner for me i'm like all right oh, oh shit oh, Ethan, what's my dinner oh. yeah i don't do that <laughs> friends right these oh, these people training at the gym today so i wanted to make sure to have everything like ready by the time both max and her and she got here later and then i just started cooking a lot later than i thought i would be and i just kind of fucking <laughs> came down to the wire there's a lot of it too. I, I made this like Filipino dish, so it like <gasps> it was um it's with coconut milk and all this stuff. But anyway, it was delicious. So okay. I was out. <laughs> nice shout out. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. You and know how you doing today? Group though, Eddie. Eddie yeah. is a great cook. How you doing, dude? Uh, I'm all right. I don't have uh, timing issues with cooking. Usually, when people come over, they're they're eating. Yeah, within five minutes. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. Last time you came over. No. Last time he was like, yo, you want some kimchi fried rice? I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, and then two seconds later it was in front of me. And he was taking care of his kids at the same time. So it's like, what? (laughs) This is everyone everyone go to Eddie's place for dinner, is what I heard after this. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, So uh, we wanted to talk to you guys about podcasts that you have. Um guess first off when did you all start it uh who was on it at the initial creation and how did it grow from there oh man what i didn't know we were gonna i'm just joking <laughs> uh, um yeah so i mean all right moving on <laughs> <laughs> one day um so me max and eddie actually all know each other from training muay thai together so all of us are connected through that um that's so cool yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. So we know each other from punching each other in the face. Eddie and I <laughs> actually have only sparred together once, Max and I, many times. Um, <laughs> Who won? So, <laughs> one year, I don't remember. Max had uh, <laughs> Max had come back from Anime NYC, and he's like, oh, "Yo, yeah. um, me and my friend want to start a pod, an anime podcast." I was like, "Yo, I have recording equipment. Like, let's do this." And then it just never, nothing ever happened for like a year. And That's then it goes. presumably out of nowhere, which is like crazy because we chose to do this when I moved out of New York, which is like so dumb. We used to live like <laughs> five minutes away from yeah, each other. Yeah, we really did, man. We were neighbors. <laughs> we lived so close to each other. And then as soon as I moved out to Jersey, I don't know, one week, I don't even know how it started, but we're like, yo, we got to do this. And then we just got together um, and uh, started recording. Yeah. That's really it. Because I mean, the only reason I actually wanted to start it in the first place was I was watching Hunter Hunter and all of my friends that were watching all my friends that watch anime did not want to watch Hunter Hunter. I'm like, I need to talk to I need to talk to somebody about it. Somebody, right? Somebody's (laughs) got to like the show. And I was like looking through podcasts. I'm like anything Hunter Hunter, nothing, nothing. And then eventually after Anime NYC, I was telling my friend about it. He's like, all right. That never happened. And then finally with Paul, it, it, the magic happened. That, that, that's all that it was. Uh, oddly enough, we've only shouted out Hunter Hunter. We actually haven't done any episodes on it yet. We're, we're planning really? to do it. 
arc, but I know, I know. we've just been trying to get so much shit together. It's actually our highest listened to episode was the Chimera Ant arc. So there, uh, there's a market out there. Oh, yeah, there really Interesting. is. We yeah. wanted to dive into like it seemed very uh, the one that people didn't like at least on forums and stuff. We wanted to find out why, so we rewatched a little bit and uh, we kind of found discrepancies, but it wasn't as bad as everyone said. So hmm. that's 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 what I'm thinking. Wasn't as bad as everyone says. Yeah, honest to God. Wait, what? So, <laughs> okay, so pe- people shit talk that that arc because it's like significantly longer than every other arc. Yeah, and there's just so many characters, and they basically have to reintroduce everybody because right. there's like a completely uh, new species, uh, essentially. Yeah, yeah, they they made so many uh, great characters, gave them some depth, and then they just threw like eighty percent of them to the wayside. And then you're like, wait a minute, I wanted to go see what's what's going on over here. What the hell? But um, it, it, yeah, I, I guess I kind of didn't mind that. Yeah, because no, yeah. one of the reasons I like that is because I really like, and we were talking about this about some other anime, I forget which one, but I like when stories kind of let characters go for a little bit, but the world is still going around the main characters. So when we catch up to them, they've actually grown. I hate when it doesn't seem like the world is happening when the main characters aren't there that's and that's kind really of one of the point. reasons why i liked the chimera ant arc because even though we didn't see their whole crew it's like they were all progressing just as much as Killua and gone were just in their own ways and we find that out later and i think that's to me that's really good storytelling but i'm into that and when we saw leorio finally had some nin powers so the next time we saw him after that entire arc yeah. and you're like okay all right okay yeah. i can i can see what's going on here yeah. um and then uh, I guess back to the thing, Eddie, I don't even remember how you got involved. <laughs> oh, snap. And that's, that's the trick. That's awesome. I don't know. He like slid into my DMs or something. I don't know. Like one day I was that's just there. No, I mean, I, I think I, I listened to Paul's, uh, Paul and Max's uh, show and um, – I, I was one of these guys. I think you, uh, both Weebology and um, the guys at Anime Compost, uh, Paul and Max, mentioned at some point that there are people out there. And I think you've had a friend before on the show where um, they used to watch anime a long time ago and then they kind of gave up on it. And uh, then sort of listening to Max and Paul's passion for the genre uh, sort of reignited my interest in it, um, although most of it has been just revisiting old shows that I remember uh, being really uh, that I really enjoyed. Uh, like I started watching Trigun again. I started watching, um, you know, Cowboy Bebop, uh, Haikyuu, oh, yeah. as I was telling you. Um, but yeah, I think I have a lot of like kind of old school anime knowledge, um, and that's a I rarity. To, that's a rarity. It's a, it's a rarity. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I used to. I used to hang around in IRC uh, chat rooms uh, with in, within the subgroups, downloading real media files uh, for <laughs> like oh, what a name yeah, drop. Yeah, zero zero day subs uh, <laughs> on real media that were like 20, 26 megabytes big per episode. Whoa. So imagine imagine the quality of like a Trigun episode at twenty six megabytes recorded by uh, a carrot. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I watched a lot of anime growing up, and um, I think I'm mostly there as, you know, just to bring, remind people that a lot of the tropes that they're li- <laughs> that yeah. they're seeing are, are very, very old and, and tired. They were original at one point. It's funny you mentioned that way, because when you say that Daniel really didn't 
express as much interest on like episode zero we did, but as he started listening and heard about our uh, our growth and progress, he then got more excited. Right. To the point. I, yeah. I mean, I think if, when you have friends that do stuff like this, like it's just inevitable that other friends who previously watched anime will be like, oh yeah, that shit actually was pretty baller. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and just kind of get infectious. into it from that. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, and I like Eddie because he's kind of like the naysayer. Like you know, he's like, oh, I got to remind people that these tropes existed before. I, like <laughs> that's kind of I mean, awesome. I, I, I can say that I'm not even sure I like anime as a genre. <laughs> Shut it down. It's like Shut the lab down. I'm done. Just done. Well, thank you guys for coming to class. This has been Ethan. <laughs> You've been learnt, learnt and turned. But uh, I, I get it. So you're in it for the story, not necessarily for the medium by which it's told. Right. I mean, I think I like shows. I like certain, I like a very many anime shows, but I think as a genre, the genre as a whole can be really inaccessible and it can be really, like I give up on shows very easily because if I see... If I see like a, a like a trope combo, like if I get the like a three to five hit trope combo, I'm just like I'm out. I'm out. You're KO. You're done. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean to be like, I, there's a few things because recently Eddie and I interviewed somebody and we were talking a lot about American versus Japanese comics and anime. And the more we talked about it and like listening back to the episode. I, I don't even know if I want to consider anime a genre anymore because one thing that we brought up was that like especially with manga and anime, every world is like such its own creator owned concept, even though sometimes it like falls within these lines. It's like I would rather start to categorize the genres within anime. Like instead of calling this a blah blah blah, like a like a like a fantasy anime, I I just kind of want to call it like it's a piece of fantasy because then I feel like then it's going to start to be more accessible to people in general. But I, I almost like don't I, I don't know how much I no. want to subscribe yeah. to that umbrella anymore. If I hundred percent agree, um, yeah. that's why I, I think me and Ethan have gotten into the mode of we're starting to not really call anime as a genre as much anymore. It's more of a medium. It's a way to tell a story, but that isn't necessarily the story's genre. So, mm -hmm. like, yeah, you can have an isekai that's live action. Um, Alice in Wonderland, for example, is literally the OG isekai, and there have been live action renditions of it. But you know that other world genre has been told through different mediums. Um, mm -hmm. That's that's the best way to split it up. So, yeah, people would still think anime is a genre that will change as it gets more and more out there and more shows become like Vinland sagas and attack on Titans. They'll be like, Oh snap. This reminds me of name live action show here. Right. But, but I think you got to look at like, you, you think about it as like basically being on an Island in the middle of the ocean of all these other like uh, mainstream genres, for instance, like when you look at Amazon prime, there's, you know, action adventure TV, blah, 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 all these different genres. And then there's anime right yeah. or animation like I, I still feel like you need that that distinction between between that and all the other genres because otherwise you know you're going to be looking through six thousand titles just to find the one anime you're looking for so no. I, I do think it still needs that distinction no. but also like i think for me what seems a little more whoa 
Ooh. All right, <laughs> hey, hey. Um, a little less like accessible about the anime genre is just how freaking much comes out every every like yeah I, like semester whatever you want to call it because i mean there's literally like 20 20 shows every couple of months that come out so yeah. i did a little research on this and i want to ask the anime compost guys this can you take a guess on how many anime were released this year alone television Ooh. series only and uh. You, you're talking about not just ones that got licensed for here, right? You're just talking about... Yeah, like that were just made in the are world. We including, are we including internationally produced shows that have that anime uh, quality to them? Was it my anime list? No, it's Wikipedia, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna guess uh, 250. All right, I'm going to guess 563. I don't know. I'm going. I'm going on the high end. I'd say nine fifty. Nine fifty. Uh, Eddie was the closest. Ah, it's, in like the, it's in like the high two hundreds. <laughs> I was gonna say no way. Is I, every, I just tried. I was like nine hundred. He's gonna price it. right somebody like two fifty. I'm gonna go with one dollar, Bob. One dollar, yeah. <laughs> I just re- I thought it was gonna be some crazy number because of the way you uh, introduced well, like two hundred. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay, well, and I M thought plus. it was gonna be crazy. Yeah, but, I mean, still two hundreds is is still insane. Yeah. But I mean, that, think about that over five ten years. Yeah, yeah. you're talking thousands of shows, and then it's exactly. like I think that's that's for me what I've noticed people kind of struggle with is like how do you get started in anime? So yeah. that's why I like I like what you guys do and like what we do is like we try to make it a little more accessible. And just say yeah. like, look, these are the shows you you can kind of start off with, or you can leave these till last, that kind of thing. To bring it yeah. full circle, man. Like the way you guys put it is is perfect because it's you have to sell people on a genre they already like by yeah. calling anime a genre. They're already deterred. It's already yeah. like standoffish, you know. But it's yeah. like, hey, I heard that you like uh, basically like MMA. Baki's a thing. Uh, uh, Ken Ganashra is obviously Ken better. Ganashra. We've already said it's better, but um, but there are shows out there that already appeal to their interest, and then you say, "Oh, by the way, it's an anime," and they're but they're already kind of like sold on the idea, like ah, maybe let's get into it. So, as mainstream as anime is now, um, I think a lot of people are still like, "Oh, you mean like Sailor Moon?" And I'm like, "No, there's other stuff." Like, <laughs> I think people still have like certain ideas. I mean, maybe now it's like Sailor Moon, Naruto, and uh, dragon ball those are like the ones that people know but um yeah, yeah I, I think that's it it's like i don't know like like something like psychopaths that i'm like i'm watching the third season mm. right now it's like, it's like nothing it's like how do i explain that to somebody like if i just say anime it's not gonna it's not really gonna encompass like everything that i think it is but um well anyway, Paul, my why why are you watching yeah Psychopath? why are you watching that <laughs> Oh, oh, it's because of it. I don't want to. Can we plug ourselves? Um, you, that's why you're here. Plug yourself. I, I was actually going to mention it if he didn't. So <laughs> that was uh, Eddie's idea, actually. So uh, you could explain it, Eddie. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh the flip flop. Mm-hmm. No, so we're 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 trying this new format essentially to um, increase the num- the amount of content that we release, but um, and also to make it more interesting for ourselves, but. Uh, all four of us, um, uh, Max, Paul, myself, and our friend Susie, uh, we picked anime. Uh, we bo- we all nominated uh, three anime titles uh, for this season, and then we put it into a hat and we randomly picked them. And the whole the assignment is that we're supposed to watch that 
the show that we get stuck with for the entirety of the season, no matter how much we want to quit. And the the unspoken rule or the unspoken rule is that we're not allowed to skip anything and not touch the controls. You're supposed to watch the whole thing through. Openings and endings? Openings and oh, endings. Everything. Oh, everything. shit. You know what? I have been skipping the opening <laughs> for Valax Love. It's just too much for me, man. It's the fucking worst. I really wow. You're the one who suggested it. I'm pretty I sure. <laughs> I did that to fuck with somebody, and I ended up fucking myself over it for any karma, reason. Karma, karma. You, yeah, you, you'll find out in the second episode that it's like, I realized Psychopaths 3 is actually like 45 minute episodes and so i wasn't no. cutting it short but like, yeah i totally i was like oh it's only eight i should do extracurricular you know work and then um it turns out the 45 minute episodes so i'm just i just totally boned myself but yeah, i like guys so but, check out check out their uh episodes on there i think they're calling it you're stuck with it yeah uh on the anime yeah. comp fantastic format I, I like that it's a little different from our pitch or ditch where our angle is to try to make you better at selling anime to somebody. You guys are specifically building your repertoire, no matter whether you like it or not. <laughs> you're building it. I love it. So yeah, go check them out. It's, it, it's, it sounds like an incredible format. I'm pretty stoked to hear uh, more from that. So, um, not. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. So, um, one question I wanted to ask y'all from the last season of anime that uh, just aired and the anime you weren't forced to watch what was the most hype show that y'all were y'all were on oh, that's i think that's too obvious yeah. Damn. Uh, I mean, <laughs> come on uh you want to go first max go ahead ball is this this is just 2019 your favorite show i think I, right? mean, Slayer, I was saying last season just last season i just want to hear yeah. what they finished from last season because it just I mean, ended Oh, oh, okay. So Demon Slayer wouldn't count, right? No, 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 no. no, no. Of course, of course. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't know. I think for no, me, it's Vinland Saga. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Watch that one. That show went from great to probably a classic. Like yeah. for me, at least. I, I, I really liked your your take on it, um, and I I've been trying to convince these guys to watch it. Uh, Come on, although, guys. Yeah, we are planning to. We just got a lot of shit to do, man. Yeah, I, don't I, know. I genuinely feel that. I genuinely feel that. But what I can say is if you ever watch Game of Thrones, by the time Game of Thrones had ended, and by the time these 24 episodes ended, it's already a better story than Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Those we are strong words. They are strong. Me and Ethan chatted about it, and we're like, dude, it already is just way better, and it's set up way more intricate and complex plot lines, and the character development, my goodness, it's some of the best I've seen in years. You know what's yeah. crazy? This is just this is just history. It's just all, history. That's that really happened. It's it's hyperbolized, sure, but it is just the yeah. it's the English and Danish. Um, no, like this this exact dispute has happened between Canute and his brother Harald. Like this was a legit thing. Oh shit! That's what's crazy. Is like those Viking the Viking like epics, whatever you want to call them, are just like they're crazy because it was all legit. <laughs> it was just all nuts. So this is just reality television. Is yeah. What doing, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like a thousand plus years ago of radio of reality TV. Um, and, um, I think my answer would have to be, and I, I, you know, totally, I haven't finished it yet because we, we've just, I've just been so caught up. But I think my, the one that I was most interested in, and that I, that I'm excited to finish is B Stars. I think uh, that might. Tell be- me about B Stars. Sell me on B Stars because I'm curious about this show. 
<laughs> I <laughs> am. Yeah. I am. H have you watched it? I have not. Okay, I so I'm thinking about it. Just to set the stage, it's pretty cool because it's basically they're like they're animals. They're they're anthropomorphized animals, but it's interesting because eating meat has been outlawed, right? Ooh. So you 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 catch this character. Um, you're following this. It's it's in a school where herbivores and omnivores and carnivores are all together, and it all starts. I mean, this is the first episode. It starts with a murder. And like everybody is suspicious of the carnivores because they're like, oh, like you could see all the carnivores are like forced to eat plant based stuff. And like so people are suspicious of them as to like like they're the ones who did the murder. And and you're basically following. I mean, I think the main character, even though you're following quite a few people, is um is the wolf. And he's like you see him internally struggle with these urges of like wanting to go after prey, even though he knows intellectually it's not right. Or you know, according to society, but he is battling his his uh, primal urges to do so. So, so, like, uh, so Zootopia two sounds rad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That, that, that seriously. Zootopia. So I don't know. Yeah. It, it seriously seems like it's identical. <laughs> it, it is shot for shot, beat for beat. Zootopia rated PG thirteen to R. That's what that is. But I'm curious to see a take of that same concept outside of the uh, confines of Disney's morality set. Like they're, yeah, they're I, I mean, just even the way they portray him, like having these urges is really interesting. Like you kind of see like an X-ray of his brain and you see like the, what he smells of the prey, like kind of circulating in it. it I don't know. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. You guys I, I think, but I really think that's where like anime really shines is you can take these things and just go kind of more in depth, more adult. Yeah. And, and that's where I think, you know, the, like dissonance with the rest of like the world is, is like anime is not only for children. Yes. Yeah, there's yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yes. There's Pokemon, but you can like get into really deep concepts. And I think, you know, Vinland saga and shows like that go into crazy, like human struggle. Yeah. And I think it's just like, in my opinion, the perfect medium to show those kinds of things. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, just re we're, we're going to put out a two, harder episode on this and one of them is almost it's either two hours long or it's almost an hour long just just the part two of us covering it but oh. we recently saw this movie called a silent voice and holy oh. shit, i'm watching that yeah because yeah, it's, it's like powerful. it's about like bullying and then somebody like attempting suicide because like they're trying to redeem themselves because they think they're pieces of shit for like bullying somebody it's like really fucking like wow if, if anybody is like <laughs> needs their mind changed that like you're saying this one movie will yeah, totally, it like, it totally <laughs> like yeah it, it's so funny because i think it, it was just as dark for me as like devil man cry baby but just like not even because it's brutal it's because it's like so emotionally real like it, oh yeah like, even even the body language that they use in it and everything it's just it's incredible and i actually could not watch the japanese dub of it i was watching the english dub i tried to go to the japanese one and i preferred the english one interesting like, i'm a, i'm a sub boy uh, through and through oh, yeah. dub yeah. for life yeah. See, this is where we <laughs> unapologetic it's better sorry i wouldn't say better <laughs> go listen to our episode apologies <laughs> unapologetic <laughs> so to play devil's advocate what do you guys think about long-running anime like one piece 
because it's great to have these worlds and you know the worlds tend to finish sometime and i think those are like the great animes but what about something that's long running like 20 years of, of one piece well i happen to be the uh the long running like master here i've watched like literally every long running show so um i've watched the rest of them i'm only missing one piece in fact i've watched them like multiple times like a complete fool i've probably watched bleach like five times completely maybe like twice for sure i think i got in the third and then then jojo happened and then the rest was history on that one Uh, um i said it in our black clover episode that in my opinion, long-running shows have the privilege of having 100 episodes to flesh out a world. I don't think a show really takes its feet in until it gets to that point. So for the first maybe 100 episodes, it doesn't really feel uh, fully realized. Yet. So uh, once it hits that point, then I usually go hard in the binge. So, and then I think it really shines. So. Yeah, I, I think those long-running shows, they specialize in lore building. I mean, that's really what they're there for. You look at, um, you know, I'd say the one show where there isn't really a whole lot of lore would be like a Hunter Hunter, right? It's a pretty long sh- show, but there's not really a whole lot going on that's outside of our characters that we like care about. But like, you know, Dragon Ball Z, there's all this lore about like the Saiyans and then all these different races and stuff like that. Obviously, Black Clover, there's, you know, the whole previous, you know, generations that, you know, founded uh, magic and got grimoires and all that stuff. Naruto is probably the most lore packed like show there is, I think. I will say with this, the Achilles heel of the long form show like that is the author or the mangaka kind of losing their way. And you see that in Naruto, where all of Naruto and then the first half of Shippuden, it felt great, it felt tight, it felt, um, you know, like it was heading somewhere. And then they just, all of a sudden, it went from ninjas and stealth to gods and just these beasts. And, you know, you lose your way. And that sells, <laughs> that sells. But One Piece, just from what I've read, is the master class of not losing the way while still adding new stuff. I, I totally agree. I literally word I for word like, disagree. I was like, <laughs> what the hell? I was like, oh no. <laughs> no, I, I mean, word for word, what you said is exactly the conversation that I was having with a friend of mine uh, because Naruto for me, um, yeah, I was like, I you we were watching because it's a world about ninjas and stealth, and it's like yeah. there's nothing stealthy about blowing up half of a mountain with your chakra. <laughs> it's just like, like are aren't you guys supposed to be hiding who you are? And or this yeah. like glow, glowing ass Naruto with his like KCM cloaks. It's like <laughs> I wonder where Naruto is. Oh, he's right there. <laughs> oh, stealth. Yeah, and then and then One Piece is uh, I I restarted the manga just to catch up and then i've been watching the latest season of uh, of it uh, in the anime but it is like you said it is one of the shows that best captures the sense of adventure and it has kept that throughout the entire show like it's just that the the whole like journey of going island to island narratively makes sense meanwhile yeah. everything everywhere else it just sort of feels a little shoehorned a little forced um and then that that's oh. kind, kind of starts breaking apart yeah. I feel like Oda has been allowed to kind of tell his story. And yeah, I think that's I that's that's really where in these long running shows, 
they run up against like out external factors, like editors telling them they have to do this, they have to do this or like, right. And so, um, just like those long running shows, I personally like vibe with really hard because you get like more depth of lore, but I, I like what's happening these days, those 24 episode seasons where you can get your, your lore built in the first 12 episodes. And then the last 12 are left for like pure, like, action and, and yeah. story kind of moving yeah you can't i mean you can't forget that it's a business right and e, like it requires a lot of foresight and talent from the writing team and the the artists because when one any of these shows when they first start off they're not starting off saying all right i mean we're planning for 200 you know plus right. episodes to develop this world um it's really, it, I, don't, I don't think that's a concern for them. It's like, how do we tell the best story and build the best world in the first few episodes and then carry that through? But like, just like you said, uh, Ethan, um, you know, you, you'll get things like Game of Thrones where um, George R.R. R. Martin was not ready to make, uh, to write <laughs> seven books, right? Um, yeah. And then the editors pushed them and now the, the stories get thin, um, the, the characters suffer, the, the, the readers suffer, and you get that from all the, uh, these other shows too. Like Hajime no Ippo, just like, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. done with that. <laughs> that's a sad case too. It's, again, you, you hate to see it happen to a show that started out so fresh. Like, I don't know. Um, but I think there's a very big distinction in like sports anime, for instance, between Hajime no Ippo and a Haikyuu, because Haikyuu is still based in like reality. But like, if you're a boxing fan, Hajime no Ippo makes no freaking sense. You know what I mean? So I think like keeping some some realism to um, your sports anime, if it's supposed to be a realistic thing, like yeah. I think that that makes a lot of sense, and that's where like maybe anime doesn't doesn't really fit with like a super powered basketball. Like I, I know people like Kuroko no basket, but I I'm just saying make my decision that right. But is it basketball fans who are a, fa- a fan of Kuroko no basket or is it anime fans? I think it's anime fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I think it, it comes down to a lot of it comes down to power scaling. Uh, yes. So when the, when the power scaling goes off the rails and doesn't match the narrative, um, I think with Haikyuu, you know, a, a lot of sports anime, um, it's really interesting, at least for me, and I assume for a lot of other people that stick with it, to hear uh, kind of like the beginnings of the the techniques and the strategies being unveiled and uh, getting kind of brought into that. And then as that starts scaling up, uh, you start understanding the complex strategies and the character development and all of that. But when once that goes like, you know, like Prince of Tennis, and you're bringing the dinosaurs to extinction, sort of thing. Yeah, hold like, on. What the I really like Prince of Tennis. It's, it's, I did play tennis for a long time, but I always kind of wanted to make a black hole with force. Like Topspin, that would be great. That'd be great. Yeah. But um, I get what you're saying. Yeah. That's tickling the shonen itch for me, and not really the uh, tennis or basketball itch for me. So, yeah, know your audience. Know your audience. And you, you, you know, with power scaling, what I think has helped me in, I think, um, series that I feel like don't go out of control with it is just taking from Full Metal Alchemist, like the mm-hmm. the uh, the e- equal exchange. Like I think that's what helps power scaling for me because I'm thinking of that, but also um, Hunter Hunter. Like when when Gone went all fucking crazy, like that shit had a consequence. It was a trade. Yeah. Like. 
oh fuck yeah i'm gonna go crazy and now every time i fight i'm just gonna go crazy now like it's like <laughs> <laughs> that's true and, yeah he can't he can't that's do my it case for uh deku is one of the greatest shonen protagonists because well he at least at the beginning risk reward makes for interesting power mm. systems yeah fuck yeah. deku man <laughs> fuck Deku. Lemillion. We all stand Lemillion. Yes, it's clear. Yes, Lemillion. We all stand it. Lemillion. Lemillion yeah. um, all day. I mean, it's a, it's a general, uh, like a good, uh, even in game design principles, where you want to have um, uh, imbalances at the micro level, but mm-hmm. uh, you want it balanced at the macro level. Um, so you want different vectors and things that, you know, you, you want some sort of complex rock, paper, scissor mechanics, uh, but at the macro level, like it's all perfectly balanced. Even if at the micro level, like, you know, rock beats scissors, scissors beats paper, that sort of thing. And you want it complex enough where, um, unseen possibilities kind of unravel as the story goes on. Um, yeah. But once you start thinking, well, the only thing that defines a character's strength in this world is their power level and their beam size, then the mm. next 200 episodes are just going to be who's got the biggest beam, right? Um, <laughs> and that's not interesting. So you're telling me it's an intergalactic pissing contest. That's what it is. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's why I liked um, uh, Gurren Lagan, right? Because oh, they, they, yeah. they held no punches back on, on that. <laughs> Ethan, I have never finished it. I um, literally can't finish it. I've tried so many times. I cannot watch that show. That's a huge sticking point with me, with him. Because it's <laughs> such a good show. I mean, what do you want me to do? Watch the show! I've tried so many times. Like, literally eight times. I can't do it. <laughs> oh, my God. But, uh, you know what? You cannot have that. That is one of the classics you when you're allowed to not like. I think what we all like in this particular uh, class session seminar is Demon Slayer. Yeah? Fuck that show. I hate it. How dare you? (laughs) I'm just joking. I love it to death. And that was uh, a a segment we're going to be doing that we've done before (laughs) called Over Underrated. Over Underrated. (laughs) This is a segment where we have two parties now, not just professors anymore, take a stance on a very popular character in anime, uh, whether we like him or hate him, we take an over overrated or underrated, and we'll get it. And uh, we debate, we see who has the better argument for either side, and then at the end, we discuss our actually truest feelings about the character. So, what we're going to be doing today is Zenitsu. Whoa. One of the zappiest boys of the year. Sassy, zappy boy. <laughs> Netsuka! Netsuka! <laughs> so um uh, uh really quick before we start yeah. um i don't know if this is happening for everybody else but um ricky keeps cutting out uh is that I'm, I'm, so if you look at um when ricky's talking uh e- yeah. ethan's levels also go up so there's some echo there okay yeah because I, I i as long as i just want to make sure that you know your audio track isn't totally fucked so yeah we'll anyway. figure it out yeah. okay all right cool Anyway, but I pre- hey, I appreciate. It. Thank you. Sure. Very I want you to be heard. <laughs> <laughs> that makes one of us. Oh, no. <laughs> have a real overrated challenge out there. Yeah. Um, but since you are a guest, uh, you guys had chosen underrated, defending that Zenitsu is underrated. So, state your case. So I think Max should start this. 
All right. So I know Max like Max still prints things out. I love it. Uh, I love it. It's so wasteful. It's so into it. He's a you know, he's a map quest like, guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's crazy is like sometimes he comes in with like the weirdest paper stock, like it's like really thick and long. I'm like, where did you get this paper stock from? Anyway, that was weird. It's one time, one time, and he doesn't let it go. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, I think that Zenitsu is more than he appears. He's more than the traveling companion of Tanjiro. He's more than someone who's just a coward. He's more than somebody who's a crybaby. He's more than a would-be womanizer. He's one of the more complex characters in the series, very much <laughs> like the sparrow that follows him. And, you know, like when we're first introduced to Zenitsu, it's uh, during the Demon Slayer exam where uh, he's one of five people who escaped with their lives, becoming a Demon Slayer, and that feat alone says a lot about him he's a new he's a unique individual that is that was able to to survive that mountain and actually become a demon slayer and um should we get into his natural abilities let's, let's do it all right so i'll do my own alley-oop thank you very much <laughs> so zinetsu has his uh, enhanced hearing, so he has an enhanced sense, uh, sense of hearing. How enhanced him, is it? It allows him to hear demons. It allows him to actually <laughs> hear the inner thoughts of other individuals as well. Uh, you know, he's definitely known for his uh, his unconscious combat because uh, you know he does have some issues, and and part of it is kind of <laughs> being a coward. Um, so he'll he'll pass out when he's afraid, but he'll come right back up, not to his full conscious, but maybe his subconscious or muscle memory, whatever it is. But he's he's there and he's fighting. Um, he has his swordmanship, his uh, Breath of Thunder style, which is fucking spectacular every time that he's done it. And even though he does know one style, I need to quote the great Bruce Lee or the internet that... that oh, yeah. oh, yes. I fear not the man who has practiced 10,000 kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Zinatsu. Yeah, and um, for me... Um, <laughs> How do you follow that? All, all, all I have to say is the Spider-Demon arc. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, he literally, beyond him being in un, like this kind of unconscious player where he's not really in control of his power and doesn't really know what's going on in that moment when that poison was going through guys his- you have a ghost behind you <laughs> <laughs> oh it freaking me out man um he he was like very conscious and aware of using his breathing to stop the poison from spreading to the rest of his body like that's under all of that pressure uh like and the fact that everybody else around him got turned into like little weird spider demons is just like i think that's when he really like took my heart and like not just because i saw his really sweet backstory confession (laughs) (laughs) but i i just that was so badass i mean that that whole art yeah was great for sinitsu yeah um all right i got a few things so little known fact but apparently the demon slayer manga was about to be canceled until Zenitsu was shown. Whoa. So we owe this entire show. Where's your cite it? Cite it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Reddit. Uh, <laughs> um, little known fact, um, actually, the anime was almost canceled when Zenitsu showed up. So, weird. Equal exchange. Yeah. Um, all right. Also, electricity is just cool. Like, what's powering our laptops? What's powering podcasts? All right, we lost. Electricity. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, that's that's the a superior element. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I like the fact that. Um, so if if you look at Tanjiro, right, he learned how many breaths? Ten, right? Ten breaths, uh, in the uh, ten breaths, <clears throat> uh, ten breaths. Uh, there's not a lot of room for growth, right? And Tanjiro, from starting, <laughs> he's already he's already the man. He's gonna be. For the entirety of the show, he's got his, you know, good character traits. Uh, he's only getting stronger, but Zenitsu just sucks from the beginning. But that is a strength in the character in itself because he's gonna grow the most, and he has grown the most. Uh, and if you look at him, his style of uh, his uh, breathing style, he only knows one technique, which means there's plenty more for him to learn. And he is essentially the most exciting thing in the show because. As he's like an electrical onion, we're gonna peel back the layers over time and see just how complex and interesting he is. Dude, then it's like onion is gonna be like the name of my album. That's (laughs) right. Um, and of course, the I I mean, I I guess all the popularity polls uh rank him at second. Apparently, he he beat he beat (laughs) he beat Nezuko. Okay, this is it's obviously a sham. It's a sham. <laughs> collusion. I don't like it. And and I'm gonna say the last piece is sexual sexual KO Ken. All right. His true powers are unlocked when he's trying to impress women. That's pretty cool. That's something that That's every I think that that is the the core of shonen manga. And he has taken that core upon himself. He is representative <laughs> uh, of that oh, core. Yeah. I am uh I'm at a loss for words, Eddie. I gotta be honest. Yeah. Dude. I rest That's... I rest my case. After that pontification of what it means to be a shonen <laughs> protagonist. Sexual <laughs> I never thought I'd heard those two words. Actually, you know what? I never have. So thank you for that. But uh okay. Actually, very solid for underrated. Very solid for underrated <laughs> argument. Prepared, yeah. Prepare to be minced. Um, okay. <laughs> Hit me. You know what we talked about. Go for it. Sure. Uh-oh. So, you had talked about how um, he has some type of perceived, like potential womanizing. He's definitely a womanizer. Bad guy. <laughs> Bad dude. Bad Bad we win. <laughs> no, so, I mean, so a lot of his kind of issues are with his self-esteem. I think it's very clear from every scene he's in. But then, you know, his, like, hidden talent or whatever is kind of a Mary Sue type moment where, you know, he's 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 just kind of all of a sudden OP and then, a crappy shitty person right afterwards again so we just wanted to quickly go through some of his like events that he kind of goes through and in his uh like character arc but specifically the first sign that we meet zenito was right after this um this mountain right where they are training to become 
uh, you survive this mountain overnight and you become a Demon Slayer core member. Um, how did he do that, Ricky? He uh, he basically panted his way through it, I did, think. Did he run away the entire time? He didn't beat any demon. He just didn't let any demon beat him. Wow, what endurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys yeah. for helping us. You've been running away from everything your whole life. Yeah, I bet you're pretty good at it. He's a strategist. So, yeah, yeah. If you want to look at, look at his feet post becoming a demon slayer, he has had two wins, both as a result of him passing out from fear. And let it be known that he got uh, a victory on water. And he got victory on the relative of a lower sixth member of the 12 moons. So imagine if someone was a little more decisive at killing him. When they saw him pass out, any self-respecting demon would probably done, slayed, out. So for him to give any challenge, he needs to first be so scared, which I'm imagining uh, bodily uh, movements are involved. Uh, he then passes out through fear, which is something he cannot control. And then, and only then, can he be an asset in a battle. So, he's just asking to get killed at some point. Here's, like, a here's a second. Here's a second. But he won't get killed. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> After his fight with the spider, if the rest of the demon core didn't show up, would he have survived? Or was he dead? Guaranteed. Let's, let's not even go dead. down that road. <laughs> we can't even go down that road because who who are you going to say is better, Tanjiro? I mean, you know, he's he's the guy who was sleeping at a neighbor's house when his family was killed. Tanjiro was the guy who who put his sister in a shoebox. Tanjiro is the guy <laughs> who's lacking in all of this, and Zenitsu is the only one that falls asleep but wakes the fuck up. Everybody else is the dream world. This is so ridiculous. He was so good enough at combat that he got you to actually notice him and go against the Hachira's, like main law and not kill a demon on site. No, but you're comparing somebody with un no training to somebody with training. And the guy with training, for whatever reason, cannot do shit unless he falls asleep or faints or whatever I, from pure fear. I do not want to hear anything about character development because what's the first thing he did when he woke up from being rescued? Bitched about his medicine and whined <laughs> the entire time in bed about the training, about being pampered by women, and about medicine wasn't being as good as Tantra. So, literally no character development at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, what about him creating a Flaming Thunder God? Are we not going on the manga? No. no. <laughs> okay, sorry, if sorry, did, sorry. If he did, then didn't Tantra do it first? His flame? Nah. It was Flaming no. Water Dragon? He was dancing something. I forget what it was. Right. But he, he built something different. All right, so we'll, 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 we'll leave that point. Yeah, but this isn't even like a comparison, though, because you talk about, you know, lightning being a very, you know, cool element and whatnot. But what is the most dangerous element in the world? It's water. It's oh, so you were going to say human beings. Too. <laughs> no, it's water. Water created the Grand Canyon. Water... Um, creates hurricanes which wipe out entire countries. Water freezes and breaks bridges. 
I'm just let him. I'm just let him go with this one. <laughs> but uh, he's right. The most effective uh, mover shaker of the year. Yeah, and, and and like what happens when you drop electronics in water? Well, my thing is they are no longer zappy boys. <laughs> this man got hit by lightning and survived. I'm sure if Danjiro went in the water, he'd eventually drown. I think so. With- no, no water breathing, man. Water <laughs> breathing, man. You don't get it, dude. He's got gills. Put Danjiro on a boat and let him drown. Let let, let the let Wait, the ship sink. He almost, He's not coming out. He almost did die in one of those um, in one of the early fights, right? Against the the demons that went into the ground. Um, yeah, the swamp. The swamp thing. Thing. He died. Plenty, he almost died plenty of times. If it wasn't <laughs> Every, plenty, almost plenty of times. Everyone on the show has almost died plenty of times. <laughs> <laughs> You're on our side, bro. That's yeah. a that's a fair point. Come on, Come on Eddie. Sensu had so few feats, none of which were. Called and <laughs> and uh, if he hadn't passed out on those moments, he'd be dead. Uh, a little boy would be dead, um, and then he'd be dead again. Actually. But he did pass out. So 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 you got to think like he has this intelligence on such a subliminal level that it just it knows when to come out. He knows when to faint. He, all right. He didn't That's know. He knew. He knew to play dead. Did. The thing yeah. is, he just got scared. Like it's not, it's not a decision for him. That's what. This is thing. That's what makes him so like overrated. Is like, just because you get insanely scared and become a beast while unconscious does not mean you're a good character or a strong like mover within the show. And then the other thing is, I almost quit watching the show when he came on, and he was in the little house. So that should tell Lies. you enough that he's just garbage. I don't know. That's what, like just saying, because you almost quit? <laughs> I didn't quit because um, I do a podcast. Maybe you've heard of it. And, uh... <laughs> Wait, so so Ethan does bring up a good point because he's saying how oh, because he's, he's sleeping, he's overrated. But I completely see it the opposite way. Because he's constantly sleeping, he's so underrated because people think that's not truly him, but that's his real nature. When he's knocked out, that's his subconscious. That's all his training. That's all his hard work in it. And he doesn't have a stake in becoming uh, uh, a demon slayer like like Tanjiro. He was, his family wasn't killed. He's not trying to get his sister out of the shoebox. He's, he's there because he's trying to lead the life that his grandfather, who was Hashira and that blood runs through his vein and he's not a marked one he doesn't have the mark like Tanjiro and, and other Hashira don't you, Yo, don't you bring manga into this don't you do it <laughs> so uh, yeah it's like he sleeps so much that he slept on exactly, oh, exactly. So, just, just really quick you said that he's actually um his father was a Hashira or a grandpa? Grandfather, his grandfather. So he's got yeah. it in his blood already. He's already got it in his blood. This is like kind of, uh, it's Not, just kind of unfair. It's unfair. It's unfair. All of, that, all of that being said, if you just even want to leave like all of his uh, battle feats out, he's a bad dude. Like he's not a good guy. And there is, a good one. There's no development at all. Tanjiro is fantastic as a human being, and Inosuke is obviously best boy. But we have <laughs> we have Zenitsu who fawns over women, scares and pees his pants during battle, and then bitches about everything in between. Um, really? The second time we met him, what was he doing? 
Uh, he was literally grabbing a woman by the wrist saying, I'm going to die soon. My profession is deadly. Please marry me so I can be happy. Yeah, and he on. wouldn't let her go. We all have faults. Uh, well, right. That, that, I was about to say that, right? Like, about that, but we all have faults. Yeah, like, who are who are we? Uh, how many of us are there? Five soft men on a podcast in front of their laptops. Who are we to judge this man, right? Like, we don't like, go out killing that's why. That's why for yeah, I mean, absolutely speak for yourself, but, uh, <laughs> I mean. He's the most relatable, right? Because you would be scared, too. I would be scared. I would probably pee my pants. How about this? Why don't we see uh, the story where he just doesn't become a demon slayer? <laughs> yeah. I bet he's just a bad guy without any swordsmanship. I know, that's, that's his only his redeeming factor is that he can cut demons when he's unconscious. That's unbelievable to and me. The, he has no like, redeeming factor. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, what about the time when uh, Inotsuke was about to smash that shoebox and he oh, just surrounded right. and got the shit beat out of him to protect him? Uh, and yep. it was only because it was important to Tanjiro. A man of value and yeah. valor he's right there. Yeah. He's got and that loyalty. He's got that loyalty to Tanjiro. He's just thirsty. He's just thirsty. Don't even. He could smell it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that grossed me out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 exactly. It's gross. He's gross. Because you're a well-adjusted human being, unlike Senetsu. Yeah. Uh, All right, yeah. this has gone on long enough. What do we actually think about Senetsu? So me first, because I, I was a big fan of his, and then I think I got kind of. Once Kocho came into the picture, I kind of just forgot about him because I like I Kocho is like maybe my fairy, uh, favorite character in Demon Slayer right now. But um, yeah, is it, like he, that's what made me feel so uncomfortable. His like his like womanizing is like so od. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. it's really hard to get past it. But I, I I think the reason why I I liked him so much is because as Eddie said, I, like that's relatable to me to be so scared and like not for me like i'm I, i'm really scared of things i'm full of self-doubt and like i just that part of zenitsu like really rung true to me so when i saw him like become victorious and like go through all this shit it's like it was really like satisfying to see that like this dude who's kind of like a wuss has this potential inside of him but like beyond that like especially once the hashira started to come in like my my focus on the on who my favorite character is like definitely shifted and i, I definitely got super lukewarm on on zenitsu towards the end so interesting yeah i actually don't know that i have a favorite character so far like i, I genuinely despise zenitsu i think he's honestly terrible like well and, and here's why I, I don't know what well i don't know what's going on in anime where they think they need an, an annoying ass character in every show like <laughs> they're there's no reason to make Asta the most annoying character on earth. There's no wow. reason to make Zenitsu that annoying because like, like I've talked about on, on our show is like whining is unnecessary. Like, yeah. like you can show that you're afraid of something without whining and like bringing everyone else down. Like, I just don't think that it moves the narrative anywhere to show this guy just like bawling his eyes out and whining. Like you can be afraid. Like for instance, if, you, if you're going to use the parallel you did with like, being afraid of, of a combat or whatever, like soldiers get trained and they go to war and it still like freaks them out. Like being faced with those situations is very different than like being trained for the situation, but it doesn't mean you have to sit there and whine and like say, Oh, everybody else saved me or, you know, whatever. And then like, like the womanizing is like, 
supposed to be funny i can like clearly but i just don't see it i don't know where the humor is in it so far see i had the opposite path of y'all where i started out hating his guts not really sure what was up and then when he passed out for the first time for me it all clicked they wrote in a duus ex machnia with a vacancy waiting for it to fill it like there's a there's a reason why he survived the mountain. There's a reason why he is a demon slayer, but we didn't know it, and we were just like, who the fuck, who the fuck is this dude? And but the thing is, they built this divot narratively, and then the second he like fell asleep, you're like, oh okay, I see, I see going on. So I mean, I I think I like I personally I don't know I I go back and forth. I I generally dislike him, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's. I I think it's interesting to have a character like that where you're hoping uh, to see they that die. <laughs> yeah, where <laughs> it's kind of like it's like kind of like mob, uh, where you're hoping to see him like go over the the limit and then you know kick ass. But yes. I think he's just written very poorly, right? I think it's good to have a character that is scared and that is potentially whiny, uh, in in the way that like Mob can be whiny or uh, Vash and Trigun was super whiny. There's always those characters, but I think it's the gracefulness uh, with which the character is written that can make the the story a lot better. But you know, Zenitsu is just so over the top, and he's got like the that 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 right. voice that's just so grating. I just can't do it. But I think with those characters you just cited, they have like other factors though that are redeeming qualities. And like so far, I just don't see it. Yeah. Maybe in the manga, it does, you know, show that he has some kind of quality. But as of yet, it's been like pure like luck as to whether anything good happens with him. Yeah. Ethan's getting me to like dislike. <laughs> Then it's <laughs> no, no, no. So I, I think I have to side with Ricky because I, I really didn't like. <laughs> There's your first mistake. Mr. <laughs> yeah. Asher, best option all day. <laughs> so I, I really didn't like him too much. And after I saw his potential, I was like, holy fucking shit. I've been sleeping on him. And I think everybody has. I hate the whole uh, let me lust over women thing that every anime does. I mean, I, I, for whatever reason, you just can't get it out of any fucking anime, but it is what it is. And I will say that after doing some research for why he's underrated, I like him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's honestly, so the whole crux of this like segment is generally when you have to do research into these characters, you'll end up liking them more or disliking them more. Yeah. So well, it, that's literally all we're looking for. I, I can't even remember now. Like, I feel like I have to listen back to our Demon Slayer episodes because after all of this, I'm like, how did I really feel about Zenitsu? <laughs> Here in the Weepology classroom, we get you thinking. Yeah, we get you thinking. No, I, did, I, I was absolutely like, uh, I mean, he he was definitely my favorite for, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So now, now, I'm, now I'm thinking, I'm like, for yeah, me, it's, it's still Inosuke. That boy, yeah. he, he's the wild card, dude. He's the wild card. <laughs> I love him. He just, yeah, just, but he, he's like another, he can be like another Asta at some times. Like, I know he doesn't really oh, whine, yeah. but he's like totally just like so crazy. I mean, I think that's why when, when Inotsuke like kind of got defeated and was depressed for a little bit, it was like kind of a nice change of pace for his character. I, I did like him because he was, uh, every time someone would be nice to him, he was like super like blushy about it. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> oh, he's, he's, he's a sweetheart. Even though he's yeah, yeah. literally a poor man, he can be uh, 
he can be a little sweetie. So I like him. I think Kano ha- is my favorite. Who? Kano. Kano the, uh, the chick that trains him at the end, right? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Girl. yeah. Uh, with oh, the yeah, coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, with the coin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That I really thought Tanjiro was going to throw. Same. Away. I was like, this dude's going to launch it over those mountains. <laughs> He's going to be like, I guess you have to decide for yourself now. <laughs> that would have been really funny. <laughs> yeah. Heads or tails. Pink. <laughs> yeah, go get it. Figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I like this segment because it really got me. Like, I really couldn't remember exactly how I felt about Zenitsu after this. I'm like, what the fuck? I was oh, like, Ethan knew. Man. <laughs> Ethan knew from the beginning. So what, like, what in his arc, like, what would he need to do to redeem himself for you? Because I feel like a lot of what you're saying is because because he's not conscious of what he's doing, like, it doesn't count for in, in terms of his character. He needs to meet a tsundere first. <laughs> That'll get over his womanizing real quick. The ones that gives him, a, like, a little bit of mind, but it's just like, fuck you. And then he off to like <laughs> work for it with grace and, and uh, poise. That'll fix that. Um, I think uh, I think it's gonna be another Nesco situation where she's truly in danger, and then he locks in to all of the straining, but alive, not alive, awake. Well, he's basically dead when he's asleep. But uh, yeah, so that needs to happen. That'll fix that, and uh, that probably will be it. Maybe we can get it at the same time. I don't know. To get him to, to but, redeem him for you. But yeah. I could argue that he still did that in, in the mountain when he was with the with the spider family. Um the when he was when he was fighting with that spider that poisoned him, he was still very moving around, figuring out how to how to how to strategize essentially to to defeat this demon before the time ran out. And he was very conscious of the time. But here's my question. Why so like to me, all you really really need to do is say he's only been able to master the one style, like the one whatever breathing style. And then basically he's got to use like his smarts to get around that like limitation, right? Do they need to make him whine constantly? No. They can make him they can make him scared. That's fine. Yeah. They can make him, you know, even like Nezuko Chan, whatever. But like the other like like the other things though are just unnecessary and I don't think it makes it a better character. And like, I think it's a little bit of a crutch. Yeah. yeah. Because and, and, it's kind of like easy throwaway comedic relief that like you said before, like doesn't always work. Yeah. Ooh, they could have point. made just as Sparrow, the co- comedic relief though. Yeah, he's a little bitch. I love him. The, co- the Sparrow's yeah. hilarious. He's yeah. really funny. He just, he that literally, asked. it's like his conscience, like his Jiminy Cricket just telling Senetsu, stop being an asshole just be better so for this segment i really googled and looked up a lot of the sparrow shit to figure out like what's the significance behind yeah. it wait you got any sparrow facts we'll close this whole thing out with sparrow facts, sparrow facts, facts yo bring on the sparrow facts bro. all right all right so so these are the characteristics that i wrote down oh shit list, okay? and then we're gonna go to the meaning behind it and how it relates to zinetsu Hell so they're fast and they use that to their advantage to outsmart stronger and bigger animals they uh, symbolize power regardless of size. Uh, they are a symbol of persistent diligence, productive and hard work, productivity and hard work. Uh, sparrows also symbolize courage and caution. They, they are a sign of uh, um, intelligence, skills, ability and creativity. Uh, they remind us to be happy, joyful, friendly, compassionate. And here are some of the meanings behind it from different cultures. So 
Greek mythology. It's a symbol of love, uh, the sacred bird to Aphrodite. Uh, Aphrodite. Uh, this bird is not just for lust, but it's also true love and a spiritual connection. So that's very Zenetsu. Uh, European folklore. <laughs> true love. Uh, yeah. A sparrow flying into the house is seen as a sign of impeding death. Oh, uh, shit. oh shit! According to ancient Egyptian sparrows, would catch the souls of the recently deceased and carry them to heaven. That's what a, a demon slayer is. Um, and then in in, in Indonesia, uh, there's a superstition of sparrow being good luck. It also means um, it also means uh, a call of a sparrow will will bring rain. And he is he is uh he's lightning. No, he's bringing a tangerine. He's bringing tangerine. <laughs> I am in actual right, awe. Right. Students, you didn't think you were going to actually learn anything in this classroom, did you? <laughs> oh, think again. Just dropping sparrow facts on you. Yeah, damn, Hell, Max. Dude, that was actually amazing. <laughs> I, have, I have no words. So in conclusion, in a world full of demons and crows, a sparrow <laughs> is most definitely underrated. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. But like, why not just make them really small? <laughs> like, think about it. Make them really small. Only have the one form, and then he perfectly embodies the sparrow. Still, I am. This is insane. I just hate Zenitsu. He's so. I, like, I feel like Zenitsu did something to Ethan. Yeah, what did Zenitsu yeah, do to you? Look, he added me on Twitter. It was not cool. <laughs> Like really nothing you don't like about him. Like, do you like his visual character design or? Well, like, so this is actually crazy because lightning is like my favorite ability in any show. It really is. He's a speedster. He loves. And it's like, like if, if I could, if I could get one ability, it would be that. Like, yes. like Killua's Godspeed is amazing. Oh, yeah. But I, I find the characters like Killua that are like very deadpan, but have like stuff behind the scenes are way more compelling to me than like a extremely expressive like I, i'm just not an expressive guy in terms of like i'm not telling everyone i'm sad all the time and all this stuff that's right? why you have a podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't tell people i tell the classroom yeah. right <laughs> no i just i just feel like uh like those characters are more compelling and i think in a lot of ways, a lot more people can relate to a character that holds all their emotions in rather than one that just like blurts out everything. But you do meet those people out there. Right. I mean, I, I know plenty of people that like nonstop will tell you like every thought they've ever had. And you're like, cool. I just see how you're doing. <laughs> yeah, not me. I don't know what he's talking about. It's yeah, that's <laughs> asshole. No, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I didn't find him compelling. Like obviously his, his ability is sick and like, is like basically flying Raijin slash is yeah. dope. Right. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I just, I don't think that they did anything good with a character when they could have. I think it's, it's just like a low hanging fruit. He's got the sickest ability. Yeah. 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 It's just lazy writing. Yep. Yeah. Hey. Hey. There you go. So I, got, the day, I got one guy on my side. At the end of the day, he's a convert to people. Does, I, I know um, it, you've already seen the anime but i'm just wondering if in the manga it's like obvious that he's kind of like whiny and yelly a lot or is it just like really they decided for that voice direction in the anime Ooh, that's a good point because you don't necessarily have that you know yeah yeah i think he reads as he is in the anime to mm -hmm. be honest with you but i think that him a lot better in the manga because i mean you know I, whatever spoiler you know i mean he does create his own um uh 
move with with his katana like uh giyu did as well with 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 his uh uh, dead uh, calming, calming wave or dead calm or something like that. Yeah, dead and, calm. And he, yeah, dead calm. I, he he really is a fucking badass, especially when he goes up against the Kai uh, Kai Gaku. Uh, but I mean, I, I'm curious to see how that enemy is gonna, actually going to create that. Exactly. Oh, I need to read the manga. Yeah, I haven't yet. I'm you know, might have to as well. Damn. There's not, there's something about the move names in this this anime that that are pretty weird, like the the murderous yeah, eye basket. Yeah, <laughs> from oh, the final. <laughs> we literally thought Eddie like photoshopped that. Yeah, we're we like, thought he was bullshitting we're like, us. that's not a real move. And he's like, no, dude, it's a screenshot. I'm like, no fucking. Wait, so have you Ooh, watched yes. the English dub, Ethan? No, I, I watched it as it came out. It's out so right now. It's like on episode nine right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I remember the trailer for the English dub came out a bit ago, and it just looked ridiculous. So for somebody who's a fan of English dubs, I'm curious how it like No, they're up. both subs. You guys both like subs, right? No, no I'm no. a dub boy. Oh, you're he, was, he was serious. He was serious. I prefer it just so that, like, I have, like, this thing where I need to be doing two things at once. It's just, like, this, yeah. this thing in my head. So I need to be watching and doing something on my phone at the same time. Like, I literally can't just sit there and, like, try to only read. Like, I don't know. Plus, I read, like, other books as well. So, like manga's kind of out for me and then like i don't really like also reading subs it just like fatigues me pretty bad so one of the things in our sub and dub real quick ethan how often are you on reddit zero i'm on reddit all the time i'm reading comments aka two or three lines super quickly all the time so i think there's a corollary because i can read Uh, subs and barely think and i can just like watch the show and see everything and read everything I wonder if it's our reading styles because he reads like books, like paper and like covers. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Scientific documents. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I like I like sub a lot. It just feels, and I think the sound mixing is better in sub. So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like it, it just uh, the the dubs just oh, always just seem like really bad like like afterthoughts like but it's once again it's they it's, are <laughs> yeah yeah it's the um it's the you know whatever the the translation at the time and also trying to like I bring this up all the time because I love watching special features on Blu-rays like when they show what these voice actors have to do in these Studio Ghibli like special featurettes it's like it's really crazy because they have to translate it and then figure out a way to make that translation fit like with the audio like for the amount of mouth movements that the japanese was it's even crazier watching like if you watch like death note in in spanish um i I had asked my partner i was like oh are they speaking like really fast or is it because i am like you know i like like my ears not as as trained to listen to spanish that it sounds like a lot but 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 in fact, it's like they were trying to jumble a bunch of words together in this one place where the mouth movement was like oh, interesting. translations really long. So it's, it's just crazy because they're trying to like zip through it. So it's it's like dubs and subs. And like I'm, I'm way more forgiving of dubs now because like I understand how fucking hard it is. Like it's so, so tough to do. So okay. I mean, I don't know. That's my I, I think I, I think <laughs> I like subs better because the way that Japanese people emote and express themselves and the way that it's shown in anime um, is like when you try to translate into, you know, American forms of communication, nonverbal communication and like tone of voice and things like that, 
and they try to make like a direct translation it just like takes me out of it it's just like i've never seen a you know like an american person speak like that act like that um and it's really distracting uh but you know with anime it's like that suspension of disbelief is is much easier for me because i don't i don't live in japan right i don't i don't have to encounter that all the time so. right um, yeah and, and and when when you talk about like the 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 delivery of like english um i i think the japanese just generally and maybe just outside of the new york uh sorry outside of the u.s here we go again new york's better <laughs> outside of the u.s um i think generally melodrama is dealt with better and more authentically like for some reason it's hard for me to watch like melodrama in english but then if i watch like you know dramas or novellas or anything like that from another country it just it sits better with me mm -hmm. and i think that's the difference between subs and dubs generally for me it's like when i hear the the english voice actors try to capture that melodrama that's so prominent in anime it just doesn't stick for me just look at uh, Aaron Yanger. Every, every time he made his his passionate speeches about Titans, it's like, God damn, goosebumps all over. And then, I, I, and then like, well, because I watch it. You watch it in dub? You think Attack of Titan was good? I think I had to watch it in sub. Oh, okay. It came out. Good man. Look at that. <laughs> he's, he's being forced if I, to do it. If I had the option, I would have watched it in dub. I, well, thank God you didn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this turned into a subs and dubs over. No, under. this is just post class ranting. Um, I, I think that's really it. Um, uh, yeah, this is uh, thank you so much, oh, anime, anime podcast, podcast. uh, anime compost, the seminary anime podcast, titular. but anime compost, thank you so much for coming on. If you have anything to uh, plug in this post class plug, uh, now is your chance. You have anything to plug? Uh, no, just just anime compost is where we're at. Um, anime underscore compost is us on socials, and um, yeah, I, I guess the only thing to plug is look oh look out for the other way crossover episode where we will have Weebology on our podcast. We're going so, full circle, baby. <laughs> we are looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I got yeah. the topic. We're gonna do an over under on Asta. <laughs> Ooh. No, no. It's actually oh the exact same discussion. I think, I think Eddie wants to kill Max. Basically, that's, that's what that sounds like. I don't think Max could could handle watching any more Black Clover. Dude. Guys, you're killing me. But you know it's what? A I think great show. But we appreciate you guys letting us audit your class. It's cool. yeah. Thank you very much. Well, thank you so much for coming in and and sharing what y'all have to give to our students, and I know they appreciate it as well. So. uh I think that's Bail. it. Thank you, everyone, for coming to class. Thank you, our guest professors, for coming to class. And uh, Ethan, you think they uh, think they got a little work? They got a little bit of work. I think they got a a little turn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ricky, and I'm Ethan. This is Anime Compost, and this is gonna be Apology. Peace, peace. peace. Bye, guys. Bye.